Alright everybody, welcome to another episode of Movie Talks and Chill. We are your hosts, I'm Tony Serrato. I am Gavin Butts. I am Patrick Wall. And in this episode, we are going to be talking... Well, Gavin, I think I'll let you introduce this one. We're going to talk about why you can't put the bunny back in the box. <laughs> Mr. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> I think we're about to get sued. <laughs> <laughs> Only if Nick Cage listens to this. Nick, if you're listening, apologies. But since you're not, I don't care. By the way, if you're still giving them out, I'll take a Maserati. <laughs> if you're actually if you're getting something out, I'll take the action comics number one that you're probably sitting there reading right now. <laughs> instead of listening Destroying to its value in piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Now he's wearing gloves. Then you watch, yeah. you know, any of the National Treasure movies? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I have. I love that. That was gonna be my go to movie for him. <laughs> you ruined it. You ruined it. Well there goes that topic. I forgot to say spoiler alert. <laughs> and next episode. <laughs> Patrick likes National Treasure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that'll bring us into the segment, favorite Nick Cage movie. National Treasure. <laughs> what about uh, you? Yeah, obviously Con Air. For Con me. Air? Okay. Yeah. I'm going old school Nick Cage. A different Nick Cage, if you Snake will. Snake Eyes. No. A Raising Arizona yeah, Nick Cage. Yeah, I knew. I knew it was coming. That, that would be my number two. My name's H.I. McDonough. <laughs> People call me Hi. <laughs> Well, you got what you got John Goodman in there, man. Yep. You got a rogue, uh, a bounty hunter in there that wears little baby boots on his on his jacket. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> these are all things I remember from that movie. And, and he comes out with a stocking on his head he, when he's uh, robbing that guy. He's like, "Son, you got a panty on your head." <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed, I remember that part. <laughs> so those are all good things. I mean, so you said National Treasure. Yeah. Did you like the sequel just as much? No, the first one was definitely better than... The sequel was good, don't get me wrong, because it introduced a new character, the mom, and um, it was about uh, Native American history instead of, like, uh, Revolutionary War history. So I liked how they shifted gears a little bit, um, introduced a new character, I thought that was great, but the original, I thought, was just fantastic, because Revolutionary history is just phenomenal in my mind, just because... While they did document certain things, like the Declaration of Independence, they didn't doc- document literally everything from when we were just, like, colonies or right. a port for England to, you know, put tea into. Yeah. So, there's a lot of interpretation, and, like, what if Ben Franklin did this? And I loved how they just went on, like, yes. Right. Went off the tangent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, one guy in a room just like, what if Ben Franklin secretly had treasures from around the world? I love it. Give me 20 minutes, I'm going to pop out a script. <laughs> wait, wait. Hear me out. <laughs> what if we had Egyptian out, treasure buried beneath Boston? <laughs> Look, I know that history says the Library of Alexandria burned to the ground and all this stuff was with it, but hear me out. <laughs> what if George Washington had a secret stash of that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I liked it. I thought National Treasure was really good. I mean, I liked the second one too, but mm. again, I agree with you. The first one was better. Yeah. Um, has my one of my favorite quotes of all time in any movie, um, just because it's true for most things in life. Uh, they're talking about when they're first discussing stealing the Declaration and his buddy, I can't remember, Riley? Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, he keeps telling him how impossible it was, and he brings up that line, and he's like, you know, when Alexander Graham Bell was, um, uh, or I'm sorry, Thomas Edison. It's like when mm. Thomas Edison was, uh, you know, making the carbon filament for the incandescent light bulb, you know, 
when asked about it, he said he, he tried and failed at it a thousand times. And mm. when asked about it, he said, I didn't fail. I figured a thousand ways how not, not to make a light bulb, but he only needed to figure out one way to make it work. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was an awesome line. For some reason, I don't know why, for a newer movie, that just stuck in my head as like one of my favorite lines. Yeah. I mean, it's a good line. <laughs> yeah. Too. We do. And like... it was delivered by Nick Cage. <clears throat> True. True. <Exactly. laughs> I mean, he's delivered a lot of lines. Granted, some good, some bad, but yeah. that was actually one of the better ones. <laughs> I, I mean, want his face off. I was about to say that's like that. I put that right up there with. I want his face off. <laughs> no more drugs for that man. <laughs> and then he went backstage. And I think back then he was doing like a pound of coke a day. Uh, yeah, probably yeah. easily. But yeah. Did you see his eyes? Yeah. <laughs> they were like real wide. They were wide as hell. You know, you know, you don't have to do this for the scene. <laughs> 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 That's where you're wrong. He, he really needed to do Yeah, it. he does like a line through the... He's like, this is fake. Why is this fake? <laughs> <laughs> Someone go to my trailer and yeah. get my stash. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the black bag. Bring it out here. <laughs> and now we've got a scene. <laughs> I don't have a problem. Problematic people hide their coke. Mine's literally on the table. So <laughs> just go get it. <laughs> I'm Nick Cage. <laughs> Nick, we have an officer on the scene. Well, get him some. <laughs> what are you waiting for? What, what are you talking to me for? He sold it to me. <laughs> I'm Nick Cage, bitch. Yeah. I can give the cop some blow if he wants it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John, back, call John, my dealer. We're all doing blow. John, you want to do this? Because you're supposed to play me, so you got to do this. <laughs> Alright, so... All right, we got National Treasure of Con Air. Con Air, wow. yeah, it's it's great. You know, uh, start of the movie, you know, he's playing a, a ranger who comes home and he ends up being in the wrong place at the wrong time, has a bar fight, you know, trying to protect his girl and ends up killing a man. And through whatever, you know, fake-ass court system they send it through, <laughs> they, they label him a lethal weapon. And they couldn't call the movie that because there was, you know, by that time, four others. Uh, taken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's taken. <laughs> and so then they, like, put him on, you know, he goes to jail. And somehow he ends up on this plane carrying eight psychopaths to whatever correctional facility they're going. He was you know, on parole. That's He was taking the yeah, flight home. He was home. leaving. Yeah, yeah. He was getting flown home. I'm yeah. like, why the hell couldn't she just drive the four hours to wherever the hell he was. Because then we wouldn't be able to have John Malkovich in the movie. Yeah, exactly. And, Cyrus you know, the Virus. That's right. Excellent villain. Yes, he was. And, yeah, so uh, chaos ensues, and, you know, he's trying to get off the plane, and then he, the ranger training takes over, and he can't leave a fallen man behind, and blah, 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 and put the bunny back in the box, and then, uh, you know, then he crashes the plane in Las Vegas. Awesome. <laughs> and then there's a motorcycle chase. Yes. Through um, downtown on, Las Vegas. On a fucking fire, uh, a fire truck. Yeah. <laughs> and then Cyrus gets his head crushed. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen the movie from the mid-90s. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, boot that. <laughs> <laughs> and then probably still outside of Put the Bunny Back in the Box, Steve Buscemi delivers mm. the most famous line he's supposed to be like this weird serial killer yeah did you see what he did to those horses up and down the east coast <laughs> yeah i was like oh my god it's like he's sitting there and he's sitting across from nick in the oh, middle of the movie and he's like i know this quote i drove i drove through uh was it like eight states wearing a woman's head as a hat <laughs> his character is like Today's my daughter's birthday, so feel free not to share everything with me. <laughs> but he also says the definition of irony, irony yes. is listening to a band that died in a plane crash 
while hijacking a plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Leonard Skinner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. Now, I, so I like both of them. I said, again, I think I've already given my explanations as to why I like Raising Arizona. I think I named all ten points. <laughs> but yeah. it's just a, it's a funny movie. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it's out there in the desert. I mean, it's just, it's seeing Nick Cage in that kind of whiny way. He's like so young in that point. Yeah. He's like, and the wife is the ex-cop who fell in love with him. He kept on getting arrested and, and you know, she gets mad at him. He's like, I know, but honey, honey. <laughs> and so I was just hearing that kind of, the whiny Nick Cage. <laughs> We're I'm definitely go- getting sued, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, they called me cool. They called me smart and now they're calling me fucking whiny. <laughs> <laughs> But it's, I mean, it's really, it's a, it's a funny movie. I think that was actually the first Nick Cage movie I ever saw. But if I had to come up with a close second, even though your two are really good, but if we want to go outside of those, well, you know, The Rock. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't love a guy who started, had his first chemistry set when he was a kid and, you know, blew up his eyebrows and they haven't seen the cat since. And <laughs> Losers. Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom king. <laughs> Just assume that's in a Scottish accent, because I will not betray Sean Connery by doing that. <laughs> Thank you, 007. Yeah. <laughs> I will not do his name wrong by trying to do that accent. No, don't. <laughs> it's a funny thing, actually. Real side note, when you said 007, um, I actually read something the other day that he was not pleased with that role. Really? Like, he was actually trying to get out of it. And there's a bunch of the reasons I... Not going to get into because it's really not Sean Connery show. It's mm. the Nicolas Cage show. But yeah, I was reading this thing and upcoming episode by the way. <clears throat> yeah, Sean Connery. <laughs> Jesus Christ, bro! The man is dead. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's this whole big article about like actors who regretted roles they did. And yeah, he said he's like he regretted doing that one. He didn't want to be bummed anymore. He got out of it. So hmm. reminds me of the guy I can't remember his name, <clears throat> sir. Someone, but who played Obi Wan Kenobi from the original Star Wars? Um, Alex, it was Alex something. Yeah, I oh man, I can't remember his name. Yeah, because he didn't want to be back in the third one. No, he hated the first one. He's like, this is going to be a total flop. I don't even know why I'm putting my name on this yeah. piece of garbage. My lightsaber. Oh, and then he made a billion dollars. Right. <laughs> and this lightsaber is more white than blue. If you remember, if you go back and watch like the original one, it's mm-hmm. like white. Yeah. I had the lightsaber. <laughs> but so, like, The Rock was freaking star-studded all across the way. Yeah. I mean, you had, you know, Ed Harris, who played mm-hmm. technically the bad guy, but also... Kind of the good guy near the, the end, guy. yeah. yeah. It's, only, it's the only major film that I can think of that John C. McGinley was actually in. He played um, the doctor from... From Scrubs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, yep. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Cox <laughs> in Scrubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's the only... Well, it... May not be the only one, but it's the only one I can remember him being in. So you haven't seen Wild Hogs? No. And I'm happy about that. That's the one with Tim Allen, right? Where yes. they all just like rent motorcycles and yes. think they're Martin Lawrence, John Travolta, man. How do you... And and not not to worry, folks, we will probably be introducing a new segment called Patrick, have you seen it? Yes. Which would just basically be a know, list of movies t- I haven't seen. Tony and I grilling Patrick and having sad faces. Hey, we, we could <laughs> test that out on, on, on next week's episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not upset that I haven't seen Wild Hogs. Okay, have you seen Are We There Yet too? No. Oh, man. No, but can I go back to Wild Hogs for one second? Yes, yes. At the very end, Ray Liotta in the ending credits, like, crying. Ooh, like, doing the right. pretend cry, and he's like, 
I just, I just want them to be happier. Yeah, he's like muffling. <laughs> Wait, well, no one told me Ray Liotta was in the game. Oh, oh, now yes. he'll watch Wild Wild. No, I'm going to watch the shit watch out it? of it. Right, he yeah. literally just hit download on this. Yeah. <laughs> if the FCC is watching, I did not hit download. <laughs> he, he looked at it on Prime. <laughs> You're downloading it off of Prime. Yeah. He's paying for it. He is paying for it. Don't worry. I saw his credit card number. number I literally do pay for Prime, so. <laughs> What's your CV, uh, CV code? <laughs> Uh, Super easy. Yeah, it's eight seven six. Going back to it, I, I love uh, I love the Rock. Um, there's another Disney one that you know some people don't really like, but I kind of liked it as as for what it was. It was the uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice okay, live yeah. action. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in with uh, the guy from She's Out of My League. I can't ever remember his name. The guy with the whiny yeah, voice of main the, the other whiny guy. Yeah, the other whiny guy. <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr.? No, 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 no. No, no, he was in This Is The End uh, yeah. with all of them. and uh, he's. Been, I mean, he's been in a bunch of other stuff. Like, uh, he was in... Um, he's got a kind of a high-pitched nasally voice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the best impression, so it might be a little hard. But well, great, because yeah. I have no idea who the hell he's talking about. Well, you've got a magical computer sitting right in front of you. Imagine you if just you had this Google. device. You could you hit could the Google. type questions into it. <laughs> <laughs> just type in she's out of your league, because he was the main character in that. Mm-hmm. And that'll be his first person that comes to mind. Or you could even type in Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yep. Well, he Do was wait. also in uh, Fanboys. Yep, he that was, was in Fanboys. Which, Alice um, Eve? <clears throat> yes, the girl. Kristen Ritter? Uh, I can't see their faces. So Lindsay look. Sloan. Whoever the main character is, the, the dark-haired the male guy. main character. Oh, that was Jane <clears throat> Brochelle. Oh, that's a skinny motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, we're sorry. <laughs> Honestly, eat a hamburger, bro. <laughs> eat something, man. That's I, part of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> they, they joke about how skinny and scrawny he Oh, he, he was is. the voice of the, the kid from How to Train Your Dragon. Yes, he was. Yes, yep. okay. Yep. I know who he is. But seriously, eat a hamburger. <laughs> God almighty. Oh, man. But yeah, so like you're saying, The Rock, it's got, um, you know, it's got, non, I would say, an ensemble cast, which you would call it, it yeah. at that point. Um, and I've, obviously, we already said it, but Sean Connery, just having him in anything is just amazing. Um, but, I mean, he's done a lot. There's some movies that he's done that I haven't been a big fan of. Um, Bangkok Dangerous? Uh, that's one of them, but... Uh, um, knowing, I wasn't a fan of that. I don't know that one. Um, and that one, what was the other one? Numbers, where it's like everything's a code, and I, I can't remember the plot. That's how wonderful it was, and I don't remember the right. specifics. Yeah, on it. wasn't that a Jim Carrey movie where he saw the numbers? No, that was no, no that no. was number twenty uh, twenty three. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And he finds out like this book is based hmm. on him. Kill- well, we got to say that for Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> there are a and, lot of ap- actors out there, and of course, even though we talked. Comic movies, Ghost Rider was just not good. I don't feel it was yeah. that good. I, I I liked it. I liked. It I can't. First. I, I'm not I can't. saying I didn't like it, but I thought it was sped through. Like the the four people yeah. that he had to fight, they just kind of ran through right. those sequences. Yeah. It was it was more like him becoming the Ghost Rider, and at the end where like he put his hand into the shadow and it turned into like this awesome double barrel shotgun. He shot the devil. Dope. <laughs> but like he killed one like. The wind demon or whatever, but just by like heating up the chain and t- making a tornado, like no, that was garbage. And, well, I mean, when he's in the water and then he kills the water demon by <clears throat> just, just like turning boiling, the fire. The wa- yeah, yeah, he boiled the water. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like I said, I don't, and and I should be fair when I or make it clear. I didn't think he was bad in it, really. I just mm. think the movie, the movie was yeah. not good. It was bad writing, I think. Yeah. 
Well, that that was during a time, and again, don't want to side note it too much, but that was during a time of Marvel's what I would consider their Marvel flop period. Mm-hmm. You know, they just like did Daredevil. That well, that was back in the day well. when Marvel was on the brink of bankruptcy, so they were selling any IP yeah. they could to anyone. Yeah, exactly. But that's so that to be fair, it wasn't really so much Nick Cage as it was the movie itself, yeah. but or how they wrote the character. Like, you can't mm-hmm. control that too much, but. Um, but on the opposite side, I mean, he's done a lot of other other great ones, like you said, Face Off. Yeah, oh, that's that a fantastic really movie. Yeah, that is excellent. My favorite, <laughs> I think one of my favorite lines, because you said one of yours, and um, just when he's sitting there, he's like, I could eat a peach for hours. Just whenever he says that he's eating that peach and shit. <laughs> I mean, well, just, uh, looking back at that movie, <laughs> both him and John Travolta had to have been sitting there just salivating at the script of like, wait. We get to play, you know, each other. This, there, you're literally signing on to play two characters in the same movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think John DeVolta, I read in an interview that that was his most that was his most difficult role he's ever had to play because mm-hmm. for the, the beginning of the movie he had to play this one stoic yeah. FBI agent, straightforward, yeah, by the book, <laughs> chasing the um, the criminal and he's losing his family and all that stuff, and then he had to 100 percent 180 to be the wild child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's a uh, a scene in there like when he's coming back into the office and they're uh, they're asking him, sir, we, we were wondering when you signed up for the surgery. He's like, what? He's like, to remove the giant stick from your ass. <laughs> and he just starts laughing. He's like, look, things are going to change around here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, one thing I, I think I told Patrick about before, it was an interesting fact. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but he is actually... His his real last name is Coppola. Yep. So he's the nephew of Francis Ford Coppola. Okay. He yep. just doesn't want to be associated to that. He, he wants wanted, to make his own mark. Yeah, right. when he got into the business, because he was around his uncle a lot when he would like, film and stuff. I, I, maybe like around the time when they were doing The Godfather or something, mm-hmm. you know, because he had done those. Um, but then he wanted to make his own mark. And a lot of actors do that. If they have that name, they either change the name because they want to kind of make it on their own steam or like get recognized. Not by name recognition, like not getting parts through that. And then you get other actors who don't give a shit, and they're just like, yeah, I'm I'm so-and-so. Right. <laughs> give me that lead. <laughs> Put I'm, me in your movie. I'm Tony <laughs> Scorsese. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hell, I'd do that. <laughs> it's only Gavin. because we're really poor. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Damn it. But I think the thing about Nick Cage, though, <laughs> in my opinion, is he's like, he's like one of those actors... I'm not, gonna, I'm not saying this in a bad way, but... No matter what he does, he's still always Nick Cage. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying he doesn't have range and can't play different parts or, or do different things, but it's like he's, no matter what he does or how he sounds, he's always going to have that Nick Cage mannerism, you know, mm. mannerisms. It's like a, like mm. a John Cusack is always like a John Cusack. He's also and, like Gerald Butler, <laughs> where he just does not say no. Yeah. To literally anything. Yeah. <laughs> the weatherman, wicker man. Like, he doesn't, oh, that's a script. You're going to pay me whatever I'm demanded. Season point. of the Witch. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> He's just like, I'm in. You pay me $20 million. I will come be me in your movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you want a Nick Cage. <laughs> Guess what? You got him now. <laughs> I think I would say the only other actor that gets, um, because John Cusack, you know, gets, you know, he turns down a whole lot of stuff. Mm. And he's very particular about what he goes into. But Jeff Goldblum is, in my opinion, oh, yeah. one that everyone's like, you know, we need a character in here who's like Jeff Goldblum. You know what? We're going to ask Jeff Goldblum to be in our movie. 
What are we going to write for? I don't care. Just put Jeff Goldblum in this movie and tell him to be himself. <laughs> Did you not hear me say I don't care? Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Put him in there. Just they get do him the in same there. thing now with Nick Cage. You're like, who are we going to find to play this this character? I mean, he's playing a knight and he's got to take this witch across country and they're going to a monastery and it's like all this magical stuff happens. No one wants to play that. Call Nick Cage. <laughs> Do we have room in the budget for Nick Cage? Yeah. Yes? yes. Call him. Alright, call him up. What's his tax situation? He's in default? Call him. Call yeah. him. <laughs> well, at one point in like the early 2000s or late 90s, he was the highest paid actor like ever. Um, I remember watching a YouTube video um, and they did something about <laughs> Nick Cage and his acting career because he literally doesn't say no to anything. But he was, like you said, he was giving out Maseratis to friends and family just because he could. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, if I could be friends with him at that point, you know, that'd be nice. Yeah. But apparently he was having parties at his house, like, every night. And, like, even, like, the neighbors complained and the cops were like, that's Nick Cage. I can't tell him to stop that. <laughs> like, they're not doing anything illegal. They're just annoying you. The like, cop's like, did you see Con Air? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going up there and tell him. <laughs> yeah. I'm he's not gonna, going up there and tell him put the butter back in the box. <laughs> As a matter of fact, he's going to put me back in the box. <laughs> it's back when he was ripped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, one movie he did that was, like... Um, is it was a drama, but it, not like a thriller suspense. Um, not a lot of people know about it. It's called Adaptation. Have you guys ever seen that? Is that going to be on the list? Of... I'm looking at his drama. I don't think I've seen that one. So I, I have another one to add after. All after right. You. So the Adaptation. It's actually a very introspective, really cool movie. He plays this writer, Charlie Kaufman. Who Charlie Kaufman is actually the writer who did Being John Malkovich. Yeah. <clears throat> so he Which plays is a him. really weird fucking movie. It is. <laughs> and adaptation isn't nearly as weird as that. It's not like on a weird sense like that, but he plays Charlie Kaufman. He also plays a twin brother version of himself named Donald. And Charlie Kaufman, he's playing Charlie Kaufman as a writer, and he's finishing up being on the set of being John Malkovich, and it's got, I believe it's Meryl Streep's in it, I think. And she wrote this book about this guy that she met. His name is John LaRoche, and He's. I'm not going to say too much about it, but anyway, he's got to write an adaptation. His agent gets him to write an adaptation of this book, <clears throat> and he can't find like a real story about it. So they suggest his agent suggests that he gets to know her, but he's a very socially awkward person, like socially inept. Like he can't. He has trouble just dealing with people if he's okay. uncomfortable, right. like you know, around women and stuff. And so he ends up kind of following her and. Because they've never met in person, so he starts following her to kind of get a feel of who she is, so he can, you know, better write a, a, a script to this thing. His brother Donald comes and stays with him. His brother Donald's one of those like fly by night type guys, you know, kind of just he's confident socially. Job. Yeah, I'm reading that off the Wikipedia page. Yeah, yeah his brother is the opposite of him when it when yeah. it comes to like he's like the life of the party, can get along with people, but he doesn't really have a real job, and he's staying with him and. <clears throat> he ends up deciding he wants to write a, a, a movie too, so he starts writing one. But anyway, it gets into this whole thing where he delves deeper and deeper into this guy, her, and this guy, John LaRoche, the Meryl Streep character, and, and the guy that she wrote this book on. And it just starts getting weird. Like the stuff he's doing, he's like a kind of like a gardener or horticulturist or something, but he's got this flower. And it, he can make a drug out of it, but it has other functionalities, like an orchid type. Isn't that like How High, where Method Men and Red were Completely different than How High, so there's nothing like How High. Yeah. If, Don't if, you dare sell me this movie. Yeah. 
But it, so he ends up like she ends up start doing this drug with him, and he ends up finding out, and he starts getting chased by these people because they think that he's gonna bust them and stuff, and tell them about this drug thing. So it gets very. It takes a a left turn real quick. Yeah, and then into Limitless right. with Bradley Cooper. <laughs> How high meets Limitless? All right, you got an adaptation. <laughs> Can you get Nick Cage? Yep. All right, adaptation. <clears throat> but when you get a chance, after the episode, uh, watch the trailer. But it, it becomes like a really, really cool movie. It almost okay. becomes like a like a mind a mind fuck um, in a way. But it's not like a mind fuck like being John Malkovich, where it's yeah. actually really weird. This stuff is actually happening to him. So. That's my story, but adaptation. If you guys haven't seen it, check it out. Nick Cage. <laughs> what was yours? Nick Cage. <laughs> Pound sign. <laughs> Once again, I'm in charge of the socials, so sorry. it's fine. Sorry, <laughs> I'm not sorry. Tony's old. He refuses to adapt. <laughs> You're like two years younger than me. <laughs> Four years younger than you. Short fuck. <laughs> Actually, there is a Nick Cage movie I do want to talk about, and it's called Next. And it's not oh, just yeah. because of uh, Jessica Biel is in it. Oh, that's the only reason I watched it. Oh. I, I mean, was... what? <laughs> for once, Patrick has watched a movie for other reasons. Other... Besides, <laughs> uh, not uh, just uh, because of Je- a girl named Jessica. Alba, Biel, there's a bunch of them. <laughs> I, I watched a lot of Dane Cook movies because of Jessica Alba. <laughs> I regret all of those. <laughs> No, but next, I thought it was a really cool concept about how he could only see two minutes into the future unless he was, like, in close proximity to Jessica Biel. Like, he can actually see hours and days ahead of his premonitions. Hmm. There's actually one I thought was a really interesting scene where he's going up against a gunman and he's just emptying his mag into Nick Cage, but you're seeing versions of Nick Cage just dropped to the floor dead from being shot in the head. But Nick Cage, the solid figure, is just walking completely forward because he knows where the bullet's going to be. Right. I thought that was the... It was a great piece of um, videography, acting, yeah. and just general script writing. Like, we're going to have you die multiple times, but also walk at the same time. I could also see Nick in the trailer be like, so I'm a zombie. <laughs> no. <laughs> you can just see the future. Really? Yeah, but only two minutes. Oh. So wait, can I just say I'm a zombie? Yeah. <laughs> Do I... Get to sleep next to Jessica Biel. Yes, I'm in. So I'm a zombie that sleeps next to Jessica Biel. What a sign. <laughs> he's not even going to sue at this point. He's going to find us and beat us up. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's just going to call uh, Chuck Norris. He'll pop out of your closet. He's still yeah. in there. I really he's don't want Chuck that. Maserati. <laughs> by Chuck a Maserati and just have him drive over here and kill us. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you said you had one you wanted yeah, to talk so, about, too. So my drama that I remember him doing, um, which was a really good one, was City of Angels. Yeah, yeah, um, I remember that. And one of, the, one of the other ends of it, I mean, I, I like the movie, but also I was a big fan of the Goo Goo Dolls back then. You know, they wrote the, the lead song for the uh, for the movie. Um, and also, you know, Meg Ryan was kind of my dad's crush growing up. That was his female go-to actor, which was pretty much... Almost anybody's through the 80s, 90s. Even today. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) touche. So in it, he plays a... um, He plays kind of almost like the angel of death. Mm -hmm. And like he goes and collects souls. And she is a nurse in a hospital. uh, Or, no, I think a doctor. And um, so he sees her every time he goes to find someone and take them to heaven. And he starts to like get seen by her like 
she they end up having some kind of emotional connection while also being on kind of what they would say is two separate planes. Okay. So he would be like in the spiritual world and she'd be, you know, here in the now. Mm -hmm. But they end up, you know, finally um, connecting and he gives up being an angel to come and be with her because he fell in love with her. So every chance he got to see her, he fell, he fell, you know, deeper and deeper in love with her. And so the sad part of the movie is after he comes down, they like go on this weekend together and she ends up dying. Oh, so he like gave up. Like, so he could have spent the rest, you know, ferried her up and, you know, stayed in heaven with her. But now he had to, he gave that up. So he had to live out his life on earth. Is that when he pulls out the gun and goes back to heaven and kills the angel who took her away from him? No, no. That's when he, that's when he goes to face off. Oh, yeah. gotcha. <laughs> That's the prequel. Yeah. <laughs> well, was was his romantic line to her right before he did that? It was like, you know, I spent eternity capturing other people's souls. I never thought I'd meet someone who could capture mine. That is some wow. 14-year-old bullshit. <laughs> you kissed your mother with that mouth? <laughs> Hopefully not. No. <laughs> Just because you're not romantical, Patrick. <laughs> Romantical. He's stealing souls, but he gave it up because he fell in love. Well, he didn't steal them. He ferried them to the other side. It's, you know, he was a ferryman for the River Styx. Yeah. Like, Christian like, <laughs> apparently. With wings and a halo. Yeah. He's the angel of death, all right? <clears throat> well, I mean, he doesn't cause them to die. The cancer does that. <laughs> he just causes the cancer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And now that he's mortal, he's going to get cancer and die. And, yes. But then he shouldn't feel so bad that then when he dies, he'll just see her again. Yeah, it's and, and, just going to be like ten years as yeah. long as he discovers Chinese food. The, kind of like the end of the of the movie is like this magical scene for him. Like him and his friend Angel would like go out to the to the beach and they'd be out there for, um, for the sunrise. And so he finally – and I think this takes place in the San Francisco uh, area. Um or, you know, somewhere in California. Kind of. Yeah. Anyway, so he gets out there and um, he's out there at the beach first time as a human. And he can actually feel the sand and the waves crashing down. And he can feel it. And then, you know, he's like this euphoric moment. And then there's like a, you know, beach of angels watching him just seeing the joy. Because they've never felt that. You know, they they started out as angels. They don't know how that, you know, how that living yeah, part feels. Yeah, what it, what it feels like to be mortal. Right. Mm-hmm. They're all like, I want to do that too. Yeah, <laughs> Can I play in the water? <laughs> no, yeah. it's really awful. There's fish yeah. pee there. <laughs> fish pee in you all day. <laughs> I would assume though, it, it would have been taking place in Los Angeles because that's known as the city of angels. Well, yeah, that's right. You're, you're correct. I, mean, I looked it up. It was Los Angeles. It was Los Angeles. I just okay. didn't want to okay. correct him while we were recording. Why not? Nice job, Dick. That's the whole thing is we got to correct each other. If we don't correct each other, we'll never learn. This isn't Wait. a learning <laughs> podcast. <laughs> who the, who is listening to this hoping to learn something? I didn't say the listeners would learn. I said we will learn. <laughs> the fuck we will. I'm 36-year-old Tony. I don't need any more growth. <laughs> I've peaked. Let's just say that. <laughs> if I'm going to grow anymore, it's from that Mickey D's. <laughs> you leave my breakfast alone. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I just bitch. wish you would bring more for us, damn it. I got an extra sandwich. <laughs> for you. Oh. Tony can kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, shit just got rough in here, man. <laughs> and the food wars had to go. <laughs> it's a good thing Patrick turned the AC on because shit's getting heated up in this room, <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, there is one more movie that I did want to talk about, and it Let's was gone in that. 60 seconds. Okay. Yeah. I love that movie. I thought that's one of the greatest car movies ever. Fast and Furious could suck my chub. Like, yes. no. <laughs> which, which one of the 50 of them? Yeah. <laughs> like... I'll watch them, and they're fun, as long as you just literally turn off your brain. It's just a stupid comedy that mm-hmm. you could just... Or action movie nowadays. It's a heist movie for the last six movies, I think, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But Gone in 60 Seconds. Nick Cage, Angelina Jolie, um, uh, Scott Kahn, he was in there. He was the guy where they were introduced. He's like, that's... Tumblr, I think his name was. He can drive anything with four wheels or less. And he's like, he's wearing goggles. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was the great movie. Just because, like, we have a hundred cars to steal. Well, we have a week to do it. We're going to do it in one night. Okay. Ballsy. Uh, but let's do this. Fine. <laughs> yeah. And the ending scene where he's driving the Shelby GT500 around um, San Diego. I, mean, I did like that that's, car. Yeah. That's my uh, that's my dad's favorite car and also probably my dad's favorite Nick, Nick Cage movie. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason. It's really good. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but I did want to bring up the fact that apparently Timothy Oliphant was in that movie. Yes. Uh, he's one of the cops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm reading that he was detective something or other. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like flashing back to it now. Like, oh my god, that was that way. <laughs> there was more than Delroy Lindo. It was also Timothy Olivet. Yep. And I did like um, uh, the guy who I can't remember his name. The guy who played Doctor <clears throat> Who for a couple seasons. He's the bad guy. Which the... one? Which thirteen doctors? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. Um... Uh, Vinnie Jones. Uh, yes, yes. So he um, he was in the remake that started in like two thousand three or something, <laughs> or the reboot. No, that it's all Doctor Who's are just continuations. Yeah, but the, like, there was like a twenty year gap. Not twenty, but close. I mean, yeah, it was, it was a good decade. When they started in the twenties, it was Vinnie Jones who was the new Doctor. <laughs> in, in the yeah. 20s? <laughs> Listen, folks, you're not listening to this because I can do math right. <laughs> it's like. 20 years ago in the 20s. I was like, that's <laughs> Back in 20 the years. 20s. <laughs> what was that actor? I'm like, in the 20s? Remember, it was rolling. Yeah. <laughs> I wish the audience could just see my face because that's just, I'm it's, listening to you and I just have this look of confusion. I'm like, what? I'm trying to I'm, follow the math here. I'm, the I'm math. actually happy it's confusion because I thought it was disgust. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was costume. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, those are all the looks of Tony. <laughs> The that's many the faces. Same, yeah, that's the same look across the board. Yeah. When he's talking to me, that's generally how he looks at me. Because <laughs> most of the time you're saying, he either you haven't seen him or has to take a shit, or he's confused that he has to take a shit. <laughs> or I'm just mildly angry because you haven't seen yet another movie. <laughs> <laughs> that should be part. I think there's, that should be taught in school, just going back to the. In elementary school, they should have a class where they force you to watch classic movies. Like, you, by the time you get to high school, you should have seen everything that any normal human being who has For eyes. For the last time, I've seen Jaws. <laughs> I, I let that go. You brought it back up. I actually try to forget that moment. And we've gone full circle. Yep, thank you, Patrick. <laughs> but I, I also like them. 
he did a comedy back in I want to say it was the early '90s, mid '90s. I can't remember the exact year. Called uh, Trapped in Paradise. Did you guys ever see that? that it was in '94. And no, '94. <clears throat> so it's got the most unique. So it's Nick Cage, the the three main actors: Nick Cage, Dana Carvey, and John Lovitz. Okay. Yeah, I'm interested. <clears throat> so there, I in. believe there's either they're either all brothers or two of them are brothers, and one's a friend. I can't remember exactly, but they end up in this town called uh, uh, Paradise, Pennsylvania. They were supposed to do a a favor for, uh, I guess, an old uh, inmate friend of theirs or somebody that went to jail or something. And they end up robbing this bank. And somehow, for some reason, I don't know if it's because they're snowed in or something, but they get trapped in that city. Well, it's around Christmas time, so they end up integrating. Everybody thinks they're all nice, and they just rob this bank that's basically like the small town's bank. So they basically just screwed the entire town over. You know, and, but it's just like it, it's a stupid. It's like one of those stupid Christmas comedies. So hmm. it's not like a stellar performance of Nick Cage's. You know, not like a Con Air, right? But uh, it just it's a performance and, of Nick Cage. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> like stellar funny would be raising Arizona. This was not raising Arizona. This was not Con Air. This was not National Treasure. This was not The Rock. This was not Nexus. This was not Gone in sixty seconds. This was just trapped in paradise with <laughs> John Lovitz and Dana Carvey. <laughs> So, um, so real quick though, if you had, if you had a movie you could think of or a character that you think in a movie that's been done that you'd say you would much rather have seen Nick Cage play it, I'm just thro- throwing you on the spot wow. real quick yeah, on that you one. Should, uh, you should have submitted that question in writing. One hundred percent. Wow, that's that's the fun of it, man. Yeah, like you take. Like, Nick Cage is Willy Wonka. Like, who wouldn't want to see Nick Cage as Willy Wonka? I don't know why this popped into my head. This is why I asked the question, Spratt. (laughs) I would like to see him play Robin Williams' role in Jumanji. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, I can be down with that. I don't know, because Robin Williams is like, What year is it? Nick Cage is like, What year is it? (laughs) (laughs) It would just be like, Why are you so... And then all about everything that's going on. It's like, oh, I lived there, it's fine. And then he sees Jumanji, and he's like, why'd you take that out the box? <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, I don't know why, but that is the first thing that popped into my mind. I would like to see him play Robin Williams in Jumanji. Which one of you two rolled a seven or a ten? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wow. In the jungle, you must wait. Oh God! We've got to steal this car. <laughs> then his whiny raising Arizona voice. But honey, yeah. I, don't roll. I don't have to roll that. I think, like I said, I think I think I want to see him as Willy Wonka. I think like not from the new one, not yeah. the one that Johnny Depp did. So as weird as it was, I think Johnny Depp did a good weird role, but. I think that Even was a though, really bad movie. Sorry, Johnny Depp. <laughs> it was, but if you take the old Willy Wonka. Oh. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Gene Wilder will How ever need to be replaced, but I would love How dare you Gene Wilder? That man is a national treasure. He is a national hey, treasure. No pun intended. Leave national treasure out of this. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, uh, <laughs> and sorry, folks, if you're wearing headphones, I realized I just yelled, hey. <laughs> no, I'm not saying like, but it would be interesting to see him. In that version of Willy Wonka as Willy Wonka. But for the record, Gene Wilder will always be Willy Wonka, the number one. 
And for the record, Robin Williams is the only person who could be in Jumanji. I would just like to see another adaptation with Nick Cage. Which they are making a remake of, by the way. Isn't it a little soon? For, for, for remaking it already? I mean, he went like 93, 94. Has it been that long? Yeah. Wow, oh, man. Where the hell did right, the time great. go? Now I feel old. Because <clears throat> you and I are old. <laughs> Becky wasn't even born yet. Welcome to the club. <laughs> Welcome to what? the party, pals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh, I need alcohol. What? <laughs> I think Patrick needs some of my blood pressure medication. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, Patrick. <laughs> Welcome to the party, man. Oh, is she working today? I'm going to go yell at her. No, no she's not. Okay. <laughs> uh, man, I would, uh, I would probably say... I don't know. I'd probably keep him in an action movie. And... I, I like I would like to see what he would have done as uh, the lead in Die Hard. <clears throat> so John like McClane, yeah, how he how he could have you know done like just his different mannerisms for mm. I don't think he could have done better, but mm. still at the same time, if he was in Die Hard, it would be a completely different movie. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> I'm trying to picture him saying, "Come out to LA, have a few drinks, have some laughs." He's in the air vent with the yeah, lighter. Yeah. I just can't picture Nick Cage doing that. No, no, that line would probably be skipped. Yeah. <laughs> but he definitely saying knows what a TV dinner feels like. Yeah, <laughs> I could see him there curling his toes on the carpet, like son of a bitch, it works. Yep. <laughs> just have uh, like really got a whole lot of fire going around my face. <laughs> <laughs> what I think would be funny if they would make a movie where Nick Cage plays... He's Nick Cage. Well, he's not Nick Cage in the movie. He plays somebody else, but he's trying to get a role to be Nick Cage. So it's like a look-alike type movie. Like he's, you know, mm. like when they try to get people, you know, that look like you. Almost like as he starts out as like a stunt, supposed to be a stunt double or a body right. double. Okay. But then the real Nick Cage ends up like getting injured or whatever, so they have to fill him in. So and like he's trying, yeah, yeah, but he, yeah, but, he <laughs> but he plays a completely like inept, almost like an adaptation type thing where he plays totally not like Nick Cage, trying to force himself to be like Nick Cage, like Julia <laughs> Roberts in Ocean's Eleven or something. Yes, yeah, yeah, okay, yes, yeah. Wouldn't it, I think that would be kind of funny because if you see him like doing a completely different character and then like trying to force the face mannerisms or the or the sounds and the way he talks. It just sounds like face off with less John Travolta. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> basically what it is. So who am I this time? <laughs> Imagine pitching that to him. He's like, all right, Nick, welcome man. We got a great movie we want to talk to you about. Great, I'm in. Yep. <laughs> we haven't said anything yet. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Do I get a Maserati? Yep. <laughs> I gave all mine away to friends. Yeah. I need to get some more, man. I don't want to sell them a comic book. And the IRS took my one. Damn it. <laughs> well, I don't know if you if you guys know this or not, but when they were originally going to be redoing uh, Superman, uh, Superman Reborn or Superman Returns, not not the Superman the that one Returns with Brandon came Ruth. out. Not that one though. Oh, but man. when before that movie came out, it was either going to be called. Superman Returns also, or it was going to be Superman Reborn, which is what Superman Returns turned mm. into. Um, but oh, Tim Nick Burton Cage was, was actually supposed to be him. Yes, yes. So there's... I know you're going to love when I say this. Guess what there is, uh, is about it that's out that I've seen? A trailer? A, a documentary. documentary. Oh. <clears throat> so there's a documentary about the Tim Burton doing this movie because he had gotten out of the Batmans and he, they pinned him up to do a Superman. Like, it was all slated. Kevin Smith, I know you're going to love hearing that too, 
but it fits all the good things. For the record, folks, he's pointing at me, not Kevin. Yes. <laughs> so uh, Kevin Smith was on board to write a version of it, and then he ended up backing out later on, or, or they didn't like his version, whatever. It was the whole the, the Johns Peters story about that. <clears throat> but Nick Cage was slated on to be Superman. I read an article on IGN.com about that. Yep. They had him in, like, in the documentary, Nick Cage is on set. They have him getting, putting on the outfit, and it's such a freaky, weird version story. It's like, I mean, it's like, nothing like Batman was. Like, yeah. it is, it takes such a weird turn. Like, Tim Burton, I'm, I'm kind of glad it didn't happen, but they were going to, like, they were going to introduce the Brainiac concept and, um, like, really make that a big focus of yeah, it because he's one of the real he's one of the big bads like yeah in the well, well, yeah, yeah. A, a version of it because there's multiple brainiacs right but that, but, and some of them are good some of them are bad it's just the the brainiac construct but the original one yes and, okay and we're not talking versions. about the multiverse <laughs> and other versions and other calm down yeah, we're gonna start fighting do they see up more man <laughs> But the point was like, at me? I'm not angry. No, <laughs> no, I'm asking to turn the AC up. I don't know where it's at. <laughs> oh, <laughs> or down, I should say, turn it down. But yeah, so they have, but they haven't shown. You can Google it. They, you can see him in the suit, and it just the suit just looks so odd. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like overly shiny. It's yeah. like, it's almost like uh, it I don't almost looks like, like made out fish of gills. No, it looks like <laughs> fish gills. It's like huh. pleated. Yeah, it, you know, like if you see at the Halloween store, like. The mermaid tails, like if a girl wants to be a mermaid, okay, like yeah, that yeah. kind of shiny sheen mm-hmm. type thing. That's what the what suit flakes. looked like. Yeah. yeah. Like as he turned, it looked blue, but then you see like green and yellow. Like it almost looked like it had reflective coloring in it. So unique concept, but Nick Cage standing in there and now if it not, not happening. <laughs> no, just, no, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With long hair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He had long hair in it because they were trying to do, there was a version of Superman that had long hair mm-hmm. or a couple versions, but. I think I can't remember which which uh, comic book uh, it was based off of which Superman version it was like which artist did it, uh, but that's what he wanted to go with. That was Tim okay. Burton's idea, and I'm very glad that that didn't happen. I mean, I'm glad <laughs> this didn't happen. Yeah, but yes. I'm also a little sad that there's a Tim Burton movie that could have been made, and I haven't seen it. I mean, he's we're going to silence for that. <laughs> right? Or we're, we're going back to our director's episode. Yeah. We, no one mentioned Tim Burton. <laughs> That's true. We didn't. We did not. Well, here's your chance. We're talking Nick Cage and Tim Burton. <laughs> well, I mean, Batman, Batman Returns, and Edward Scissorhands. Fantastic. Nightmare. Uh, he produced Nightmare. that movie. He didn't actually direct Nightmare it. Nightmare Before Christmas? He only produced it. It was a film by Tim Burton. It wasn't directed by Tim Burton. What was the third one you said? Batman, Batman Returns, and Edward Scissorhands. He's done others, though. Oh, he's done a lot more. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> those are the staples, Tony. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> I'm not Canadian, but I, I know so many Canadians that it just comes out sometimes. <laughs> you you know Canada Dave. Let's be honest. Uh, I know. My you know boss, his first name's Dave. My boss is Canadian. Is he? Our friend Jack, whose house I was watching, is Canadian. I've met him twice. Uh, my buddy Larry, who doesn't go up to store, but he knows all, is Canadian. Mm. Uh, my doctor's Canadian. Um, Which Megan works for. I Ryan Reynolds is Canadian. Yep. Nick Cage is not Canadian. No, he's not. <laughs> so yeah, I know I know a lot of Canada people. I know. I know a lot of Canada people. Canada people. Canada oh, we just ads. offended a nation. Hi. Our friend Joe is Canadian. Who? Hockey Joe. Once again, who? And Teresa. So is it wife? like everyone from Canada that has like another nickname before their name? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think these are pretty obvious why they're named. Well, we call 
Canada Dave, Canada Dave, because we also know like three Daves. So one's Canada Dave, one's Chicago Dave, one's Cigar Dave, and then there's another. And then I have my original friend Dave. I call him the original Dave. It was well, the you Dave I knew call before. me, asshole. You're just Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> the dick that does our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. Where's that guy? Where's that, where's where's that, that guy? <laughs> that guy get all heated up with me. <laughs> Say one little thing about something he likes. And all of a sudden, goes off the rails. <laughs> my power bill is just skyrocketing yeah. because I have to turn on the air conditioner. <laughs> more, more fans, yeah. more, fans. <laughs> more fans now. <laughs> we're like that, like, like the original computer system, like in NASA, where it took up the entire room. They actually had <laughs> the only thing it did was a pocket calculator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is one plus one? No, Air- not three, stupid. <laughs> Error. Yeah, yeah. Does Cannot not compute. compute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, Nick Cage, uh, i trying to think. There was a fun fact I had in the top of my head, and I can't think of what it is right now. I think it was well, the Coppola reference. Well, you said yeah, I already talked times. that, yeah. Uh, on, a, on a Saturday note, and it, you know. It is kind of coming up on us, uh, and I haven't even watched it because I didn't want to cry, but he was also the lead in World Trade Center. Yes. Yes, he was. That's Which right. also got panned as like a really rushed together movie. Mm-hmm. Like, Wasn't he what, like one of the head firefighters? Yeah. No, he was a yeah. cop, I think. Oh, he was, was a cop? cop yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, he was like a first responder to like right. a first plane or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, and him but, and someone else gets the, they get trapped in the building trying to get people out. Yeah. Um... I'm not saying it's a story that shouldn't have been told, but it came out in like 2003, and every every reviewer said you rushed this and you yeah. did a poor job of it. Like you're you're making a mockery of a very tragedy that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like you said, it is an anniversary that's coming up, um, and it was good of him to try and portray that role the best he could. But the writing was bad, the directing was bad. Yeah. It was everything just kind of. We need to get this. And they yeah. were saying, didn't like, they donate some of the proceeds or yeah. whatever it took? But um, you know how like everyone says, too soon, bro? That was literally too soon. <laughs> like You should not be banking off of that. Well, I think, <laughs> I think more of the reason that they did it was because they were trying to promote you know, some more of the unity that mm. you know, happened that day. And, and from you know, weeks after, yeah. months after. And I'm not saying they shouldn't, but that, that they did a very bad job of doing that. Yeah. Like my my dad was in New York, and no way am I making fun of nine eleven or anything. But that was just a bad movie. I think the the better one from that era was uh, Flight ninety three. I remember <laughs> the name. I did not see that movie. That's the one that went down in uh, Pennsylvania. Field. Mm. I saw that one. I remember that. That's when they're yeah. So they're uh, the the story on it, like you know, the flight gets delayed so mm-hmm. much that <clears throat> they're actually. Um, before they're taking off, they're hearing, you know, some of the things that are going on. And, you know, every every other place, you know, still doesn't know um, what's going, like that it's a, a terrorist attack. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the target of the plane. I can't remember if it, it was, was the White House, uh, I think. That one was the White House? Okay. Yeah. And um, so they ended up, you know, they realized what was happening <clears throat> and they formed, they came together as a group on the plane to get to try and take it down and the hijacker crashed it into a field so that they couldn't overtake the plane. Dummies. Well, thanks for bringing us down, Gavin. You're welcome. 
Let's talk about another not somber movie called Drive Angry, yeah. where Nick Cage escapes hell to drive around. <laughs> angry. Yeah, angrily. Very angrily. Yes. <laughs> Very angrily. Yes. While I'm still sad, that is still a funny action movie. <laughs> Only funny because it's really bad. Yeah, it was like Ghost Rider without the superpowers. Yeah, it was like <laughs> it, it was like Ghost Rider, but he's driving a Camaro instead of a motorcycle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he doesn't catch on fire. And yeah. he does have a flaming chain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did he have like one eye halfway through it or something like that? Yeah, I think at the end, like yeah. someone shot him. He's like, I'm dead, asshole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's just got a patch over it. Yep. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he did that one that, that really actually... It's almost, I would say, comes close to being considered a classic. Is um, <clears throat> uh, leaving Las Vegas, and I believe Elizabeth Shoes in that one with him, and he's just basically, he's just basically an alcoholic. He's he's a down and out guy in Vegas. That um, sounds like Snake Eyes. It's yeah, kind of like that. But I mean, it's it's just such an interesting movie because I don't remember every single thing about it, but I remember I think he meets up with her. They start getting involved. Um, but he's just got this serious alcohol problem, like, major. Mm. Like, wake up first thing in the morning, and, you know, you're just drinking. Like, you get out of bed, and then you do that. Even I find that sickening. <clears throat> yeah, so, but it's, for anybody who hasn't seen that one, Leaving Las Vegas, it's a really good movie. It's It can be long. It's it's not a fast-paced movie. Again, it's very dialogue and, and story-driven. So, if you like that kind of stuff, it, it is a, a go-to good see, Uh <clears throat> there is also one more real quick I want to try to get in. Yes, yeah, yeah, uh, it it could happen to you. Okay, yep. Did you ever see that one? I did see that one. So uh, Patrick, I know you have. He plays like this executive. <laughs> just by the look at his face. Um, who like has had his whole life to get to a point, and you know he's kind of like having the epiphany of you know something's missing, and he thinks back to like his high school sweetheart and how things could have been like. What happened? What would have happened if I had actually, you know, stayed there? And then um, I can't remember who it is that like is it like an angel or just like someone trying to play God or something like like that. He basically wakes up and he's in that life that could have happened if he hadn't have left his high school uh, girlfriend and you know gone and just went and been successful. So he's like struggling for, for for money. He's like running a tire shop instead of being at this large corporation. But he's got two wonderful kids. He's got a woman that he loves like completely. And he like finally gets all of that. And at the end of it, so throughout the whole thing, he's still himself playing like and it's kind of he's in a multiple or like another universe because the kids are noticing changes in him. The wife's noticing changes in him. He's like, you're acting different. And, like, the girl, like, kind of figures out a little something's off. And he's like, yeah. Uh, she's like, are you an alien? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it's kind of like the change-up, just without Ryan Reynolds. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. On, where he takes on the body. And, and like, you know, kind of one of the sad parts at the end of it is, you know, the guy comes back and tells him, well, this isn't your life, so you have to go. I'm just showing you what could have happened. He's like, no. He, like, finally accepted it and wanted to stay. But it's a life that he never chose, so he can't live it. Mm. And at the end, you know, he's he's telling the girl, you know, he's got to go back up to the mothership. So you know, he wakes up and he's you know back in his old life, and he finally try like the end of it is him trying to reconnect with her and seeing how because she ended up being completely successful herself. Mm. Like they they led separate lives, never had a family, never like met the one, 
But he's like, you know what? Why can't we give this a shot again? Hmm. And they you know, kind of try it. Hmm. And that concludes the episode of Gavin Makes You Sad Again. <laughs> like, like, right? Three happy! Three Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> we have an angel who realizes he can't go back up. Lost his girl, but he's, he's sitting on the beach But he went himself. to the mothership. <laughs> and then we got a guy who wants a life now and can't have it. And, and 9-11. And yeah. <laughs> Damn you, Nick Cage. <laughs> well, Gavin, thank you very much for making us all sad. And I depress this for everybody all around. Um, but that's about our time, guys. So uh, until next time, for Movie Talks and Chill, we are your hosts. I'm Tony Serrato. I'm Gavin Butts. I am Patrick Snake Eyes Wall. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Take care until next time. Don't forget, guys, you can visit us at our website, movietalksandchill.com. Email us at talktous at movietalksandchill.com or find us on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Movie Talks and Chill. You can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, coming soon to Apple Podcasts, CastBox, and Overcast. New episodes available every Wednesday. Talk to you then. Theme music for our podcast was composed, arranged, and performed by Paul The Rock.